0: What up, y'all? Well, I thought my... I mean, I'm a little... I'm a few minutes late, so I'm not sure if my brother's gonna come in here or not. Let me call him. But while I'm doing that, I wanted to play something. Something from Cynthia G. I just think she is just really calling a spade a spade in a lot of ways with things that are going on nowadays with people and, you know, I think we should analyze, um, analyze it, hold on, Gascar, the movie, I didn't really feel like coming on here tonight, um, but my brother wanted to come on here, so I was trying to have him do, say, you know, say his bit. So let me see what's going on with him. Let me put this on while I'm doing that. How y'all doing tonight? It's raining off and on out here. Um, Other than that, I've just been busy doing this work thing, working multiple jobs. To mention something. So I'm gonna be playing a little bit of this Cynthia G thing. And I like her commentary. And I'm bringing this up because one of my friends had on his page this thing about women with their head covered up. And he was asking if that was really oppression or something like that, because all these other belief systems where women have their hair covered, like Catholicism and, you know, just different belief systems that have women's head covered. And then I was like, yeah, they are all oppressed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And he's kind of like, How is it oppression if that's their choice? But it's like, of course, that's not fully their choice. You know, it's their religion that, you know, even though they say there's no compulsion, you know, in Islam or whatever, women pretty much who are actively Muslim wear their hair covered. Like, I mean, I wouldn't call myself an active Muslim because I just don't get down anymore with any of those organized belief religions and none of that no more. It's a waste of time. But when I was with these different brothers, I remember I was always rubber banding myself, like trying to fit into what they wanted or what I thought they wanted. You know, like the first one, you know, you know, he was really like you, hair covered or not hair covered, but natural hair. And weaves are the devil and those are hat helmets and don't wear makeup and all that shit, you know. And I did that. I did that. Right. But then, you know, I noticed when we had our club, the black hand side, all the women he was more attracted to, they all had long ass hair and nails and shit and makeup. And even the boyfriend before that, I remember he used to be really super hardcore on me about wearing lipstick or makeup or I must wear a natural and all this he was all up on that foxy brown music video this was in the 90s like he was all on the opposite of me so this particular video from cynthia g was interesting to me because hey what's up patrick because um uh this brother kind of was bringing that type of thought to me and i like what cynthia g had to say about it so let's just check out shout out cynthia g I don't necessarily agree completely with every single thing Cynthia Gb saying, but for the most part, when she deals with the pathology of brothers, she is 100% on point. And I wish brothers would listen and stop being in their fucking ego about some shit so they could learn and grow. It'd be really nice. So check this out.
1: ...bandits and they ashy lips. But what we do know is that they may have nothing but they do have audacity. The audacity to sit up and act like they're a prize, the audacity to act as if they have something to offer women, the audacity to act as if any woman in her right mind who is not a black male worshiper would care at all, even the slightest bit about what he wants. Because that woman who had the sound mind, she already understands that this is a nothing ass bitch and that his video is simply the meandering of a nothing ass bitch. A bandit who wants to convince the world And foolishly so because everybody been been known who he was, that he is something that he is not, that he is a viable mate, that he is an alpha male, that he is a male whose opinion is worth listening to when he absolutely isn't. But these bandits didn't just wake up one morning and have this pathology. These bandits have been taught to talk this way they've been taught to think this way and it's not just from their male counterparts and so after i show you these videos and these comments i also want to come on here and point out what i've noticed and what stood out to me the most because of course with every video there's something that a bandit says that's just wrapped up in the most audacity and then i also want to talk about why these bandits have this pathology because there's a video at the end where a black woman is going to be asked. Asking a question that I really want to answer and so I want to go ahead and let you guys look at the videos because there's many of them and then I want to come back and talk about this pathology and also point out what stood out the most to me go ahead and look at these videos I'll come back for further commentary
2: hey what's up fam peace and love it's your main man Hop and I was just having a conversation with my fam Javon and I was telling him that you know, it's mind-boggling the more and more that men tell our sisters that we don't like the hair weave, we don't like the eyelashes, the fake eyelashes, we don't like the all the makeup, right, that's making them look like Yannies and transformers. It seems like the more and more they wear it. It seems like They are either deaf to what we're saying, or they don't want to hear what we're saying, or they just want to be opposite of us so badly that they continue to do the things that we tell them that we don't like. Every man that I know, including myself, we think the fake hair, the weaves, the eyelashes and all that makeup we think it make you sisters look like clowns we really do we're not attracted to it we don't like it at all like at all and when we see a woman who carry herself like that the first thing that comes to our mind is she a night crawler she a street walker she's a worker That's just what comes to our mind. I'm telling you that from a man's perspective, from a man's point of view, and you can ask any other man that you know, an upstanding man with morals and values (laughs) and ethics and some business about himself, he's going to tell you that, no, he don't like that shit. We don't like that shit. We like the naked girls look with naked girls all natural natural hair, natural lashes, natural skin tone. That's what we like. And that's what we put a ring on and wife up and marry. And that's just how it's always going to be. That's never going to change. So I want to pose a question to the sisters. Why do y'all continue to wear that shit when we are telling you that we don't like it and we don't find it attractive? Sisters, leave your comments below. Thank you. Peace and love.
3: You're curious to know why women keep doing whatever the fuck they want to do, despite the fact that you don't want them to be able to do that. (laughs) Y'all be hearing yourselves when you say the shit you like for the last time. We don't care what you like. We do not exist for you. Surprising. You guys have dated women throughout all times in history. Dated women that had drawers that went down to their ankles, ball gowns and corsets and shit like that. Before women start shaving, their legs. When fat women was the most attractive thing because it was a sign of wealth. y'all don't really give a shit what we look like. You still marry us, get us pregnant, cat call us, harass us, and and, and unalive and grape us every fucking chance you get. So we um, do what the fuck we want. Who cares if you like us? As a matter of fact, we want to repel you. So I'm going to
4: help you out because I have black family members, I have a black grandfather
5: and black aunts and uncles and all that jazz. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to this site right here,
3: and you can go on there, and you can get yourself a low-cost pair of glasses, that way you can look and see where they asked your opinion. Maybe, and I'm just spitballing here, maybe they don't give a fuck what you like. Has that ever occurred to you that maybe they don't actually give a single fuck what you like? And it's not like there aren't women out there who don't wear those things that you're complaining about. But why are you complaining about the women who choose to wear the stuff that you don't like? You could just go
6: after the women who don't. Okay, I'm not a sister, obviously. But you're a man, and I'm a woman. So I think I might be able to answer your question. It's because we don't give a fuck. We really don't care what you like. We like what we like. And we're going to make ourselves happy. And you all should do the same and stop worrying about our lipstick and our hair and our makeup and our clothes and our bodies and everything else, including our uteruses. So...
7: See ya. Ooh, friend, I like that. Let me try. Just let me
8: get in the character real quick. All
3: right, let's keep the numbers real good. Get in there. Check, 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 check.
9: All right, perfect. I'm giving you the perspective of a man. We don't like graduating from college. We don't like going to therapy. We don't like replacing draws that we've had since we graduated from high school 20 years ago. We don't like washing our booties. We don't like to address the fact that the only thing that is receding faster than America's economy is our hairlines. We don't like being alive, seeing as we are the highest growing demographic of people who aren't alive
1: themselves. Yeah, like what's up with that? Why do they wear all that stuff? Are they just doing it for themselves because they like how they look and feel when they're wearing it?
6: So you're confused why women keep doing the things that men don't want them to do. Oh, This is because we don't do it for you. But we love how she looks. We love how she's done her hair and her makeup and whatever she wants, whatever makes her feel good, we love that for her. And if we hear her saying something like, my man wants me to do this, we're going to be like, fuck that man. You do what you want to do i don't know if we just didn't tell you you didn't get the memo that we were just going to do whatever the fuck we want to do because it's our bodies and our lives but here's here's the memo i guess if you needed it so you don't have to record like confused videos in your car anymore because you look silly and that ratio on that video is wild love that for you and don't worry i am sure if you make enough videos it will take you to the incel section it always does but that algorithm be algorithming for all of us yeah Okay, maybe
4: it's because I only mess with body ass women, but I don't try to control my woman. I don't try to tell her what she can and can't wear and what she can and can't do. Fact of the matter is, is that I'm not looking for a kid that I can have to control and monitor their behavior. I'm looking for a partner for a queen. Somebody that's on my team because they know I got them. I make sure she's got all the tools in her toolbox to make herself happy. I don't try to make her happy. She makes herself happy. If putting in hair or nails or makeup makes them happy. You no, know, let them do it. Shit, what is it fucking hurt? Because it don't matter what you like. You're supposed to love them.
3: Because clearly we don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. We don't give a damn what men like. Listen, morgues had to stop hiring men because they were the dead bodies. Y'all's judgment is skewed at the very least and you and all the men you know which may be max 10 niggas you think women as a whole are supposed to stop wearing what we like because 10 niggas don't like it the delusion let's talk about what women like how about that two things fresh fades and beards that connect
1: Now you guys saw his initial video and you also saw all of the stitches. I actually, edited out the parts where he's talking the stitched part because at the end of the day all you really need to see is the responses and you already saw what they're responding to. I say that to say this is more clown shit from As She Lived Bandit, A bandit who I already know is a nothing ass bitch don't got no resources probably living in somebody else's home don't got a pot to piss in and probably would be throwing it out of somebody's window because he's not self sufficient. And y'all listen the black man who got in the video went into the Store and got the frosted donuts and put them on his lips and his knuckles to make some ashy lips and some ashy knuckles. Literally killed me. I want y'all to know how I was sitting here dying laughing when he took out that donut and started dabbing it on his lips. I absolutely lost it that was hands down the funniest video and then to make mention of all of the degeneracies that bandits do enjoy engaging in was classic because we don't really hear too many black men pointing out the fact that these bandits will toe tag everybody in the community including themselves so he got thoroughly dragged and rightfully so because nobody told him to sit his zesty ass in a video and talk about what he doing do not want like who do you think you are Like, i'm tired of these bandits y'all Always sitting up in videos acting like they a hot commodity when really they're a nothing ass bitch. Like, what part of nothing ass bitch do you not get? Because that is your position, and nobody wants to hear the utterings of a nothing ass bitch who has nothing to offer anyone. Like, knock it off. Bandits ask to get dragged on a daily basis, but then will be like St- stick, let me be me. You need still <laughs> business. Well, didn't you put your degenerate black business all over the internet, dumbass bandit? who's too dumb to realize that you done put your business on a public platform and made it subject to public opinion. This is why I'm telling y'all they're not smart. It just is what it is. Everything that they do shows how remedial they are. How you go get your dumb ass on a public platform that literally have a comment section and then talk about people being in your black business after you done posted it on the internet looking for attention and then you got some attention that you didn't want you was attention whoring if this bandit was sitting up in this video talking about himself and why his hairline is jacked up and why his lips is ashy and he ain't brushed his teeth and got crust in between his eyes nobody would be listening so he's using black women's name like bandits typically do because they have no merit on their own they can't get attention on their own because they are nothing ass bitches this is one of those ashy bandits who will be promoting the notion of a 50 50 relationship in which a woman is helping Him pay his bills while he simultaneously talks about submission. And that's because these bandits have been raised in a community where this contradiction thrives, where he doesn't have to provide anything or have a kingdom to be called a king, where he has been uplifted as the prize, despite the fact that you don't actually win anything after being foolish enough to compete with one of these bandits. But again, like I said, they have this pathology for a reason. And the reason is because the women in their community act as if they have value, act as if they bring something to the table, act as if they're actually viable mates when they really aren't. So I want y'all to understand that literally the only people who actually care about the opinion of this bandit is black women and that's why he's addressing them accordingly. What you have not seen is a bandit put out a video addressing non-black women and telling them what cosmetics And toiletries, they want them to accumulate. And I want to say something because I found it quite odd when I first got on YouTube and many people who are watching this video, my day ones, y'all would know. When I first came to YouTube, I was actually very surprised how much black men focused on hair and makeup and cosmetics and toiletries of women. I had simply never saw it before and I still don't see any other group of men talking about the cosmetic choices of women like bandits do. And that's because bandits don't have anything else to focus on. It's not like they're building. It's not like they're providing. It's not like they're protecting anything. So, of course, they have to have a narrow-minded focus. If the focus is in obtaining some low-tier preference, toe-tagging another Black man in the community, they're focused solely on the cosmetics that Black women choose to use. Part of it is because they want to have some sense of control. The other part is because they are interested in said cosmetics. cosmetics and want some left for them. They are competing with you. This is one of the ways that they compete by trying to pick apart your appearance and act like you can't do things to adorn yourself. But then what they'll do is they'll go get a low tier woman of no color and she'll have some tacky weaves stitched into her hair in like 20 different spaces. You could literally see her tracks. She'll also be wearing eyelashes and they'll tolerate it because no matter how much of a throwback she may be, no matter how low tier she may be to the men and her community, she will always be elevated above him and he believes that she's the prize. So therefore he'll tolerate whatever she does and he'll accept her no matter how she looks because she does not praise him. She does not uplift him. She has always and still do reminded him of his inferior position in comparison to hers. This bandit is addressing this towards Black women. He said it in the video, but even when they don't say it in the video, we know they're addressing Black women because Black women are the only ones who are gonna bend and mold themselves into something that may be desirable to some bandits who are not even desirable to themselves. It just is what it is. And so I want to talk about these videos real quick because you saw a multitude of them. And of course, the response should be what it is. Obviously, black women should come on here and remind bandits that number one, you're a nothing ass bitch first and foremost. And number two, your opinion doesn't matter. Number three, when these women are adorning themselves with cosmetics, they're doing it without your nothing ass bitch in mind. That's what you can know. And I'm glad glad that those women pointed that out. However, when it comes from a black woman, it's going to fall on deaf ears because at the end of the day, the words of the black woman is in direct and deep contradiction to how she acts and how she responds to bandits.
0: Now, I will say that I will tell you, I've had this conversation with women in my age group a lot. Most of us coming from the so-called hip hop era. I really now at this age and in reflection see that this bullshit ass hip hop era has set women back 50 years. I think it's ironic that this is the so-called 50th anniversary of hip hop, which is not really the 50th anniversary. Nobody was checking for rap or none of that shit in the 70s. This is all a propaganda tool from these bullshit ass major corporations that are losing a lot of money right now. And they're just using rap to, to make some quick bucks. If you notice, man, I'm not even tapping in on that. On this podcast, I'll talk about that a whole nother time. Um, but yeah, that whole 50th anniversary is some bullshit. Nobody was checking for, for, for rap on a no real level until uh 1979, 1980. Let's keep that a buck, you know. When the dudes came out with that hip hop, it did did the hip hip hop it don't stop. We was listening to it right around then, and when motherfucking white lines and all that shit came out That nobody was checking in the 70s for no motherfucking rap so they need to quit playing cool Herc, blah blah 1973 that's bullshit first of all he's jamaican and much respect to the island folk because a lot of island people have contributed majorly to hip-hop i would say you know first second generation jamaican like Heavy D and Pete Rocker cousins. LL L- Cool J is Panamanian. Biggie Smalls was Jamaican. Little Kim, I think her people is from Haiti or somewhere. Lauryn Hill and all them motherfuckers from the islands too. You know, Nicki Minaj is Trini. Rihanna's uh, uh Bayjan. All of these people are from the islands. And they bring all that sexual deviance and bullshit to American music. Let's just keep that real too. Um, the last poets were definitely doing their thing, but they don't give it to the last poets or the Watts prophets or none of the West coast people who really was rapping for real, for real. Okay. It was West coast that put that shit down again. Uh, they were the motherfucking poets and they were from the 1960s, but we would, they give it to, to cool Herc, who was DJing spinning. He wasn't, he wasn't spinning on that level in 1973. Get the fuck out of here. And people was doing it before cool Herc. So I don't know who decided to give it to cool Herc, But anyways, I digress. Let's get back to this notion. Most of my adult life in each relationship I've been in, I've noticed that every now I've tried the Muslim brother. I've tried the so-called semi-nation Islam type of brother. I've tried the thug nigga. I've tried the and the thug nigga was really an experiment, mainly because I had read all about the so-called stereotypical pathology of the so-called black American man. And I will tell you, it shocked me every time this nigga did every typical nigga thing. But I shouldn't have been shocked because I already studied the pathology 20 goddamn years ago, 30 years ago. But anyways, I digress. It's not just me. It's most pretty much every sister. And I've known hundreds of people, thousands of people. But the close people, hundreds of people, women and men I've spoken with throughout the years. The the the, the main thing I see is quite a lot of the homegirls dropped out of college. You know, I had a homegirl that was going to USC and had another one going to Stanford I Had another one. They dropped out of school to be with these bum ass niggas. That's the only thing I didn't do. I didn't drop out of college because I had one of my good friends, brothers, sisters, older sister. She had warned me years ago because she dropped out of school to be with some bum ass nigga. That's the only thing I did cling to. But after that, I would always try to bend and stretch myself to try to be a different style to better, quote unquote, make myself so-called better Right? Man was vegetarian. I tried being a vegetarian. Sure. Why not? Five years till I got pregnant and I, I, I needed some hot wings. And, you know, I've just tried different types of brothers and I just recognize they're all psychologists, psychoses, and things. And until you evolve and grow, you're toxic. And there's toxic women too. Okay. I, I've known quite a few toxic people and I'm sure I've had some toxic ways I've been corrected or checked about, the, you know, when I was in my previous relationship years back you know i used to have the tantrum like they had in the movies like i thought you know when the girls would be tripping out throwing spoons or shoes and shit like that i used to do that dumb shit until one time the person i was with was like where'd you get that shit from the movies like stop doing not did that knock that shit off And I stopped doing that shit immediately. Like, damn, that did come from the movies. Like we don't even recognize how programmed we are, you know, in actuality. So but I say this, a lot of these men think I've heard I've had people tell me they want to try to control me. And it's like, I don't need you to control me. Why don't you control yourself? Like you don't even have self-control, but you want to be out here controlling women. I've had each man I've been in a relationship with, except the current one. You know, and even him on certain levels, but they all this. The, we want the natural hair and the no makeup? But they all in the grill of the chicks with the weaves and the makeup and lashes and shit. Or even look at Sukiana, all up in Dr. Umar's face. Dr. Umar was all extra in Sukiana's face. That lady has had herself on a dog leash at parties. She's licked buttholes with actual shit in it at parties. But 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 she all in the grill of this guy, and then the other conscious brother. I like his show on, on YouTube. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but she has been all up in these black ass conscious, so-called conscious Negroes faces and they all fawn over her. She don't even deserve all that. She don't. I mean, what the fuck? She's actually help helping destroy the image of black woman out there. I guess they're going to try to be captain Sabahoe or something like that, but it's like, no, she don't need you to be her captain Sabahoe. Why don't you just represent, you know, lead by example, but again, most of these brothers is not leading by example, but they're always trying to tell a woman what to do. I've had many, many friends in my world that I have I know the husband and the wife, like we've been good friends and I'll see they always be all extra on the wife. The wife be the one holding the fucking shit down. She be the one keeping the house down, cleaning, cooking or, or and helping pay bills and all that shit while niggas be out. So-called jobbing, but they cheating and just sleeping with other people, or drinking, or smoking, or whatever the fuck they doing. But they ain't mastering themselves. But always want to be telling a woman what to do. But anyway, let's put. Pre- pre- this is Cynthia G. Shout out to Cynthia G. This Negro right here is a full clown. And he does, his lips so damn ashy, you can't really tell what color they are. Let's get back to this.
1: Because black women can sit in that video as much as they want to and say, we don't give a shit about what you think, and that's right, that should be your response. But that's not the prevailing response in the black community. That response is directly contradicted by the willingness to compete for these bandits, the upliftment of these bandits, the fact that you will still birth these treasonous bandits, and then you'll actually put them on a pedestal a pedestal mind you that they can't even reach that they don't even deserve that they don't warrant but a pedestal nonetheless because at the end of the day we are in a black male worshiping culture and that is the prevailing voice the prevailing voice in the community is that these bandits are kings with no kingdom the prevailing voice within the black community is that you will mold yourself to the likings of a bandit only for him to still turn around call you masculine call you a thought, call you under desirable and advertise the fact that he will go anywhere to escape you. So this is something that black women are going to have to take accountability for. Of course, we can look at a man of no color and a woman of no color and congratulate them for checking this bandit, but they wouldn't have to had black women not decided to get immersed and dive deep into the black male worshiping culture that doesn't benefit them and that is counterproductive. But I wanted to point out how one of the men of no color in the series who responded to him made mention of the fact that he does not need to control and micromanage a woman in order to feel a certain type of way. And that's really what this stemmed from. This is just bandits trying to maintain control of a group of women that they are losing control of and really should have never had control of to begin with. Bandits know they've always had a chokehold on the way that Black women view themselves the extent to which black women think they're desirable and black women's self-esteem and self-image. They should not have that power, but that power was given to them when black women decided to worship them and not call them out for being the effeminized, unproductive, expendable, nothing as bitches that they truly are. And see, because when you're a productive group of men who are focused on building and obtaining world domination, you don't have time to worry about women's cosmetics. The reason these bandits have time to focus on women's cosmetics is because like i said there's nothing as bitches in society who are sitting below the position of women who are jealous of women yet want to sit up and talk negatively about the very cosmetics that they know they plan to use when they get in those dresses wigs and makeup trying to imitate women
0: now see that's another thing that really shocked the shit out of me i would say in damn near every relationship i've been with i've i i felt like the man was jealous they were jealous matter of fact one of them even admitted that they were uh you know sabotaging my music and that's what made me leave as a matter of fact yeah brothers you don't be expecting your lover to be jealous of you but a lot of times they do be and you need to pay attention to that and don't ignore that shit. and if you see a nigga sideways looking at you or seeming like they sabotaging you Get the fuck away. And sometimes they even get you pregnant on purpose. Did y'all know that? A lot of times you'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, these fools be really trying to get you pregnant and lock you down so you don't make no big moves. If they see especially, especially when you're trying to make big moves, a lot of times these sucker ass niggas will definitely get in the way and try to get you pregnant and then fuck your whole shit off and there you go. And then you're not supposed to be mad about that. You're not supposed to trip you supposed to just be like, oh, it's all a blessing, a divine blessing. And yeah, children are a blessing. I'm thankful for the children I have. But don't ever get it twisted that these niggas won't be sabotaging you on purpose. And another thing is sometimes these Negroes won't keep a job on purpose because that's another trick bag to try to keep you on the economic leash. They be straight up trying to keep you in an economic abusive situation. And I've had those experiences, too. Let's keep going.
1: Bandits have no right to sit up and request anything, and yet here one is complaining that women don't care enough about him as a man to submit to what he wants. And he's too stupid to realize that when you provide nothing, your opinion simply does not matter. These are some expendable nothing ass bitches, not because of their existence. They weren't born that way. They proved that that's the position that they need to settle in when they failed to build anything, when they failed to provide anything, when they failed to protect anything. And they fail generation after generation after generation. Value and need can only be established by provision. These bandits don't provide a damn thing except chaos and degeneracy. And unfortunately for them, that's not enough to warrant value. So again, nobody else will listen to what they have to say because they have no value. And black women drop the ball by making a expendable group of bandits feel as though they are the prize but I digress but what I mostly want to point out is that you have a bandit here and as she broke one and as she broke one who another black man accurately depicted in his video who took to the internet to tell the world of people who knows he has no social power or relevancy no resources no pot to piss in or window to throw it out of not only telling women what he wants but also telling women how they need to show up in order to get him to marry them and the reason i want to point this out is because black women need to understand the consequences of them obsessing over these marriages with these bandits you would not have a bandit in a video a literal nothing ass bitch in a video criticizing your cosmetic choices weaponizing marriage against you if you hadn't been online and in social spaces advertising your desire your desperate desire to marry some bandits who don't benefit you can't even manage a marriage and gets divorced the most even when they're with their preferences but this is what black women have done and what we must take accountability for bandits wouldn't be weaponizing marriage that they don't even value against black women if black women hadn't won, convince them that they're the prize despite being nothing ass bitches, mind you, and two, that there is some benefit to marrying the nothing ass bitches of society who also cheat the most when they are married, provide the least, and get divorced the most by the very women they are weaponizing marriage against. Marrying a bandit is not a prize, and yet black women publicly announce their desire for and their willingness to compete for marriage to a bandit despite the fact that they receive zero benefits from it. That is why this bandit would be in here weaponizing marriage, because black women gave them a reason to. And I'm not trying to come down on black women. I'm trying to let us know where we have failed. Because where there's a bandit sitting up on the internet criticizing your looks, your hair, your makeup choices, there's a black woman sitting somewhere lurking, ready to worship him, giving him a reason to do so. So we have to take accountability for this. If we can't recognize where we are going wrong, we cannot correct the mistakes. Bandits can sit up and try to convince black women as much as they want to that they are prized and they desire by anybody other than black women, but they are not. And they know they're not. And that's why you don't see them addressing non-black women in these dumbass videos like they do black women. Notice how when they make said dumbass videos like this, they only address them to black women. They do this because black women are the only ones who care about their opinion, but who should care the least, actually. Bandits provide nothing to black women and can't even survive without the help of black women yet black women have placed these bandits like i said on such a high pedestal that they actually believe that somebody desires marriage with them meanwhile becky and brad are dragging him, as you saw in the video becky and brad want him to know that he's a nothing ass bitch and that nobody cares what he likes or what he wants with his old ashy ass lips and zesty ass And yes, we know there are some videos from black people dragging them too. But if this was the prevailing response to these attention-seeking bandits, he wouldn't have made or posted the video to begin with. And then I also want to mention the last video that you saw from a black woman who asked him, does he think that women actually care about what he wants, which is the valid question that he clearly hasn't considered. And I want to answer that question for her. Of course he thinks black women care. Why wouldn't he? Black women continue to submit to the request of bandits who have nothing to offer them. When bandits said black women were too sexually chased and told them that they're getting a preference, black women didn't tell bandits to go to hell and take their throwback preferences with them, black women responded by competing with women of no color and now said bandits are calling you thoughts. When bandits told black women that they weren't feminine or submissive enough and that they don't deserve marriage that, mind you, bandits don't even value, black women responded by creating wife school courses and selling black women tools on how to be feminine. What they didn't do is remind bandits that they are the feminine nothing ass bitches and that we both can't occupy the that space at the same time are black women currently saying that some of them yes but now you literally have generations of worship to undo and it's gonna take some divine intervention you're not gonna change this with black women just now deciding to get in videos and tell these bandits that you don't care about their opinion when you have a history and really present record of submitting to every degeneracy the bandits put out here. Nobody should have ever tried to become anything that a bandit wants. What should have happened is, is that black women should have constantly been pointing out bandit's deficits and comparing them to the other productive males in society. Because had we been doing that, bandits will be too afraid to open their mouth and tell you where you come up short at because they would be spending too much time focusing where they come up short. And this is why I'm telling you that by now- by not giving them any competition, by putting them on a pedestal, by calling them kings with no kingdom, you've released them from any motivation to do better. They will not compete with other males if you don't put other males in a position to be their competition, meaning they shouldn't have unrestricted access to you. They should have to compete for access to you. That is how you get a group of band is to level up is to make them compete for you rather than giving them free access to you without even the requirement that they reciprocate what you are giving them. So this is, you know, what's the trip about that?
0: Because remember whenever I had a Negro raise on my show, he always says, well, y'all need to pick better. And we're kind of, the, the, the complaint earlier in the, in the life was, Y'all women think y'all better than us And y'all don't try to help us and this and that So then some of us Decided to do what Huey P. Newton talked about Which is called class suicide And we get with y'all You know chicks be having PhDs Getting with farmers and shit You know and construction workers And niggas that work regular whatever whatever. You know what I mean Whereas a PhD should be with another PhD Or with somebody even on some other I don't even get into all that shit But the point is Women, we we got with men who did have regular-ass jobs. And what did y'all do? Y'all egos made y'all jealous. You say you want an alpha female, you want that, and then you get that, and then you try to break her down. And then when y'all do get these so-called submissive type of women, women naturally submit to men that they respect anyway. No, and I don't even, and men do too. Men submit to their women. It's not about one being more valued than the other. And you've heard me talk about that before. There's a lot of times brothers will be talking as if, you know, they're more valuable than the woman in the relationship. And it's like, no, no, we're both of the same value. If not the woman who can carry a child even more so with more delicate care. You know what I'm saying? What you saying all over here, Patrick? Let me see. Can't even hold down a job for six months at the. Exactly, when you know better. You do better. There's nothing to pick, <laughs> right? Well, women have tried, but now we're at this new crux. I even read about this in Cosmo a few years back. It's like men are still stuck in the 1950s of what they think they need and want from women, and women are clearly in 2023 where we're working. But then when we we got a man in the house. I'm talking to those, not those men who are working hard, who are doing their job, whatever. I'm talking about a lot of these men who think they just gonna hustle or have side hustles or get a check or whatever shit instead of really, you know, or even if you are at the house, help. That's all we're saying. Every woman I've seen complaining, including myself, has complained that not only are we working these full-time jobs, we're still required, supposed to be the main mother, mid-parent. Right. So we still going to all the kids, PTA concerts, dental office, medical fucking office, you know, doing all the parental errands. They not doing it. That's us. And then we still got to clean the house or have organized the kids to help clean the house. What does nigga do? Even if he does work a job, he thinks he's done it all right. He thinks he's done more than everybody else. So then it's still get daddy's plating this and that. And it's like, the fuck? I just cleaned this and vacuumed that and did all this. You know, in my daddy's era, he would at least mow the lawn. He worked the full job, but he also would mow and he would fix the cars and shit, you know. These dudes ain't even fixing cars or mowing lawns or cleaning. They ain't even washing cars. They're taking cars to go get washed. These men nowadays are really living a soft life. And then that's why they can tell a woman that she's being masculine. No, y'all need to keep stop throwing that shit out there. When women are the main ones holding it down, and y'all know we're the only ones really holding this shit down on a real level. Let's keep that fucking real. Let's get back to this real quick. It's an
1: area where we failed and we have to pick up the pieces because we wouldn't be looking at an ashy-lip bandit had we responded to them in kind back in the day when they were complaining. And mind you, after being treasonous, how the hell were you going to be the world's most treasonous bandits with a history of concentrated disloyalty, but you sitting your ashy lip ass up in a car on a TikTok video talking about what you do and don't like. Ain't nobody told you they cared about what you like, bandit. Becky and Brad were right, as well as the Black people in the video were right, but what we must do as a community is make this more common. Why would he think that this time will be any different? Why would he even put the video out addressing Black women if he didn't think that at least some Black women would hear it and take heed like they have always done? Instead of asking him why he would think that you care, she should be asking what have black women done as a group of women to convince these nothing ass bitches that they matter enough to even be heard. So this is an L that black women have to carry at the end of the day, because as long as black women are going to continue to worship them praise them, and call them kings who have no power or kingdom, they will continue to make clown-ass videos like this because at the end of the day, who wouldn't want to marry a king? But these ain't kings. These are nothing-ass bitches. And unfortunately, you've convinced nothing-ass bitches that they're kings worthy of being heard when they are not. But the good thing about it is you have people of no color helping you do that because they have no problem jumping in a video, dragging these bandits, and letting them know that they truly are the nothing-ass bitches that they are. Y'all get in the comment section Let me know what you think about the video What
0: did you think about She be going in y'all You can't even front She be going straight in But this is where I'm going I'm going where Because I thought my brother was coming on here I don't know what happened I don't know what's going on I don't know if we didn't have a correct time I don't know But let's get in to see Dolores Tucker See Dolores Tucker Now when she was around in the 90s A lot of us youngsters We kind of I hear, I heard her, but they kind of twisted what she was trying to tell us. Um, She was trying to tell us that this rap shit was just going to destroy our whole black community. And she was right. But at the time, we thought she was full of shit because we just thought she was being a a hater. You know what I'm saying? We didn't really realize that she was telling the truth and that she knew what the fuck she was talking about. I mean, just the fact that men, I would say these corporate, these corporate um, GGA's. T-G-H-D-M-M-A. I would say these corporate stations, these corporate, all these sellouts, all of that, they helped destroy this hip-hop movement that was popping. But she really was talking about the truth. She was telling the goddamn truth. Let's see what she's saying on this clip right here. Let's see. I haven't seen this. We're going to just see.
5: And her person, uh, Elaine and said that they needed my help uh, to call on the NACP and to call on MGM to get rid of that message that they had on there about her and Dr. King. And uh, I um, went to the NACP and I was shocked. They wouldn't even let me read her letter. response letter. Uh, money, I guess I hate to say that. but. Um, you know, uh, people give funds, and sometimes, uh, you know, they um, can't do much about it. And so, um, they wouldn't let me in, I was very surprised. Other persons say, we're we went in, they dashed out. But never, I mean, for them, when I went to Julian Bond, I didn't see anything. He said, well, it was funny to me, I didn't see anything wrong with it. When he and them Fumi said, I was very disappointed and a lot of other people were. Uh, but um, Rosa Parks, I still want to see that that's done because these DVDs can be played 25, 30, 40 years ago. And that's all our kids will know about, that Dr. King is a hoe, And that's why they do that, see? Have you been
3: disappointed that there have not been more members of the African-American community, particularly leaders in the African-American community, who've been willing
10: to be on the front lines with you about barbershop, about rap music.
5: That has just, you know, that has hurt me more than all that white folks have done to me. You know, that has hurt me more because our people don't really understand uh, the effect that this is gonna have on our people. Um, because we're going to be gone, those of us who've been the fighters, and I'm glad you're recording this history, because all of us are going to be gone. Just like uh, we didn't know about what took place in the latter part of the 18th, uh, the, the 18th century, you see, 1800s. That was all written out. Now that we had first now we had legislators, rather, writing the constitution of the state constitution of Georgia and South Carolina. They weren't there. Let's we don't know about that. They wrote out, and, and our kids coming up in 90, in 2040 and 50 and 60 will not know about us. That's why they're putting that DV out there. That will be remembered. That will be played. The Dr. King was a hoe, and they will reverse the holiday. They'll have a billing, and there'll be no more holiday. Coretta Scott King asked me to uh, uh, to carry out that holiday celebration. They won't even play it up in the paper because they want it to disappear. They said, we only have two holidays for Washington and Lincoln, due president, and they're gonna wipe it away. And the kids, that's why they're recording it, all this music, that's all our kids will be hearing in 2020, 25 and 30 and 40, 2040 and 50, and they'll have to start fighting. Those who are knowledgeable now will have to start the whole civil rights movement again those who fail to learn the lessons of history, or what do to repeat them?
0: Damn. Okay, so I know she was right about that. Did you call it uh, Viacom syndrome? Hmm. These ninjas can't even get out of bed. Now, see, I wrote about this back in 1994, and I wrote, talked about it in Dr. Censalo's class to anybody who went to Cal State Long Beach, and they laughed, they chuckled, they thought I was just. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I know what I was talking about because I saw I was at Def Jam West and I heard and saw what these people was talking about at that time. And I was talking about the dangers of these images and things like that. And I would even talk to Snoop and all of them, Warren G, all of them about all of that back then, even. So, you know, like C. Delores Tucker said, I don't she didn't she didn't think we really understood the seriousness, and we just didn't get people, just didn't care. I cared, but it can't just be me caring, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has to care and shit. So, you know, that's what's up. Let's look, just check out this other clip. This is from, um let's go right here. Hey, listen, if you have kids between the I'm 8 and 12, that commercial. next thing you know, you go down there and it happens.
8: And where we're at right now, when we're talking about rappers dying every three hours, what's she right, though? What's she right? I think she was. Okay,
0: this is from Viral Hip Hop News. I like them. They're a cool little show. And uh, they talked... They recognized C. Dolores Tucker was correct, too. It says, wow, did C. Dolores Tucker see the writing on the wall with hip hop this whole time? Of course she did. But see, at the time, they didn't make it about what C. Dolores Tucker said. They made it like she was talking about censorship. So we got defensive because... They started bringing Ice tea up, and he had the song out called "Cop Killer." So they tried to flip her message, which was more so about rap—the garbagey rap that we see is happening today. She was talking about that movie at the time as well. Of course, she was talking about um, Barbershop because you know they got when the barber's talking about how he knew Martin Luther King and all that, you know. But she was she was just banging on all that shit at the time, and and nobody was like. Everybody was trying to be mad at her. They like the, the the media really worked hard to try to make us mad at her. And I guess it kind of worked. You know what I mean? Although we kind of knew what she was saying. We still didn't fully. Res- we just thought she was some corny old lady. Let's check this out.
7: And shout out to her, you know, Philadelphia native, you know, civil rights activist. She did a lot um i think when you look at it now in hindsight i was saying this yesterday she was like that old grandmother or the old mother who had that wisdom and seen something before it happened like you don't go down there baby you don't do this baby you know you're gonna going burn your ass you get your ass kicked. and next thing you know you go down there and it happens and i think you know at the time you know these rappers she was going up against they were young they were hungry They had a passion for something. So nobody in the world could tell them no way. Like, I'm going to do this. F you. But if you look at the collateral damage of hip hop, yeah, I get it. It's brothers from the inner city and sometimes out in the outer cities, you know, talking about their experiences, talking about their lives and things like that. I understand that it's an art form. But when it comes to when it's being promoted, wholesale and marketed and glorified. That's where your problem comes in. If you're going to sit over here, you tell me a story about all the shit you did in the street, but look, this is how I learned. The shit kicked my ass, almost died. Don't do this. It's a lesson in that. Mm-hmm. But if you're still in there glorifying it, you got your rag on, you know what I mean? you throwing up sets and shit and all that, and your pants are sagging, and this is the lifestyle you need to live to make it. Now it starts to affect the children. And why does it affect... It seemed like minority of black children so much because our role models ain't really crazy there like other places yep. right and so it's like we looking at other things you know to be role models for so now you got these kids now that want to be like a little baby or be like you know whoever a young thug anybody you know what i mean i'm not saying little baby's the thug i'm right. not like that or dirt let's put dirk in there like look at his music totally toxic you know what I mean? Totally about the gangbanging life, totally about killing people, smoking, you know, hookah sticks and smoking people's dead relatives and shit like that. Total like destruction music. So she was on to something. I don't think she was ever gonna win, but she was definitely on to something. She was right. It should be some type of something in place where it can't be promoted wholesale the way it's being promoted because these record labels they see what's going on of course but they're making so much millions hundreds of millions from it they were never well were going to stop something you're making hundreds of millions of dollars doing you ain't going to stop it nah. but yeah that's that's my thoughts on it. she was definitely correct
8: yeah indeed you know i was watching something on on ig today and they were in the court it was a court hearing and it was some rappers i never even heard of right yeah. and they were playing their lyrics and they were breaking these lyrics down step by step man and every lyric coincided with something like, okay, so they were at they would play the lyric and then somebody would okay, well, what did this mean? And then the uh I guess the investigators will break down, okay, this is yeah. when person A did this to person B, and this is what they mean by when they say slide, they went and they didn't do a drive-by, they went and killed them themselves and all this. They was breaking everything down. There weren't no fucking cold words that they got by him. There was nothing right, right. that got by him. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, goddamn, we either incriminating ourselves or putting ourselves away because now the lyrics that she was trying to advocate and trying not to promote, they're actually giving you play-by-play play on how we're doing murders. This is how it has evolved. And what mm-hmm. if she's seen it coming to this point, but we just did not allow her to... We didn't allow the change to happen. Because she wasn't mad at the hip-hop prior to. At least I don't know that. I could be wrong. Maybe she didn't like hip-hop in it was general. Gang- I think it was just gangster rap. But it was rap. more so gangster yeah. rap as yeah. well. I'm assuming. Yeah, right. So, I think she was right, too. Um... I don't know what we could have done to change it because a lot of the songs that we hear maybe we wouldn't have heard if, in fact, this would have been in place to what she wanted to be done. But at what cost, maybe we would have saved some more lives. So I don't know. Maybe we could have did without some of that music. I, I don't It's something has to be done because we're in a we're at a crossroads right now where it's never been worse. We're losing people by the minute, losing people by the mile, whether that be to the jail system or whether that be to death. We've been talking about this since our grandparents and their grandparents were alive, since the invention of fucking TVs. And this shit gotta stop.
7: when man. people gotta look at it like you don't see it as a problem for murder, death, drug dealing, drug use, and murdering your brother being a problem. Like for it to be promoted. Like that's Huge. a sick that's sick, man. It's ridiculous like a lot lot of other genres you ain't really getting that like that right that's why you could be around different people as soon as hip-hop come on you cringe like damn Mm -hmm. you can be around somebody white somebody this, somebody that and you like you cringing like oh even like when your kids listen to you cringe like whoa you know but you put on a pop station or something it's not that type of message rock i guess it gets crazy sometimes with certain things but it ain't that type of message jazz RB is really not that type you know of message like hip-hop is so even though it's profitable. And people make a lot of money from it. I think it has a lot of trail of blood that needs to be addressed, and people don't want to address it because it's making so many people like you ain't going to hear your your ditties, your Fat Joes, and all these people because they in that industry they're making money, and we're making money from the industry yeah. as well. But we got balls enough to still talk about it, right? You know what I mean. But those guys are actively pushing artists, making money off artists, so. They, they, they. Remember the movement they pushing now is, you know, what I mean, we don't want our lyrics being used against us in court. They can give a damn, right? If it's destroying the community, that they want to keep making money from it.
8: Exactly. Y'all, <laughs> we want to keep talking about doing what we're doing in real life, and y'all don't, want, we don't want y'all to stop us. Protect black art.
7: Right, man.
8: What else can we do, dog?
7: Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. Man. It's a crazy situation, man. But as far as this killing and stuff, man i don't know man i don't want to be cliche so we got to do better it ain't going it ain't gonna get better i don't think it's going to get better it's going to, i think it's going to get a lot worse before it uh gets better.
0: why would they say that like they just gave up with fucking quitters like where, why would you say i just think go go get don't be gonna be better like why wouldn't you try to think of a way to make it better like Of course it has to give, or you're just basically saying we're all just going to, it's just over. Like we're just, it's just over. Let's check this out. This is from Black Power Media. I I, I don't want to see brothers talking about, I want to see Dolores Tucker. Why? uh, Why? mm -mm. uh, By any means. No, they ain't talking about doing nothing on no real level. I'm tired of brothers not figuring out a real way to get shit popping. Now, I played this on my show before. This was Cedar Lawrence Tucker and... Uh, now we want to hear... Malcolm's, uh ex's wife, Betty Shabazz. ...hear
3: from the um, president of the National Congress of Black Political Women, which I had something to do when it was
0: founded. Let me add this part. Now, I, a lot of us have been programmed and talking about the boule and, like, how they're not our people, the Boulay and the, and the Masons and all this shit. And really, if you knew the real history about the Masons, the black Masons and the black Boulay, you know, the black so-called upper crust, the ones who was really conscious, that's the C. Dolores Tucker's, and them, The people who were really about it, you know, don't be so quick to like throw the Eastern stars and all them away. They really, it was really helpful in a lot of ways. Like you couldn't even own a business or have a church or any of that, if you wasn't a part of the boule or some of the Masonic situations, and 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 they was trying to keep a certain level of class, at least status quo, at least to the to the black community. Whereas shit is just going downhill into ratchetness. You know, I know there's different degrees of all of that, but I don't know. Let's just watch. Let's just watch. See see this. Watch this clip, y'all.
3: Uh, Including help to found it, who has had a distinguished uh, political career at home, right, and has of late been taking the lead on this issue of violence against women. uh, C. Dolores Tucker. Let's bring on. First of all, I want to say that Reverend
10: Jesse Jackson and the National Rainbow Coalition are to be commended for their foresight in addressing the number one domestic problem in this nation, a violence in America. The National Political Congress of Black Women, is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization created in 1984 at the suggestion of Reverend Jackson at the 1984 Democratic National Convention to empower African-American women economically and politically. Its founding members do include some of the most prominent and concern women in America, including Mary Berry and Dr. Dorothy HEIGHT, uh, our mayor of this city, Alexis Herman, Dr. Gloria e. Toot, Jewel Jackson McCabe, Reverend Willie Barrow, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, Eleanor Holmes, Norton, Curtis Collins, and Congresswoman Barbara Rose Collins. We embrace and salute the goals of this conference. Today we have all come together to join forces to address the issue of violence in the nation, a violence which has decimated our communities, devastated our families, and destroyed the souls of so many of our youth. It is imperative that we stop the agendas that are not too relevant as this, that we stop pondering over the issue of space exploration that we stop debating whose diary we should publicize, that we stop arguing over what choices each lifestyle has, for today we must be serious about this serious situation, this plague, this death to our society. Our greatest fear right here in America is not from hurricanes or earthquakes, not from disease or war, but from violence one against the other. We must understand clearly that violence comes in many forms and is acted upon by many sources. Whether we are talking about physical violence, spiritual violence, economic violence, or sexual violence, the end result is the same, the destruction of human life. Enough is enough. And I'd like someone to bring me What made me say enough is enough? Where's my graphic? Bring it up here, please, somebody. I am here to put the nation on notice that violence perpetuated against women through the music industry in the forms of gangster rap and misogynist lyrics will not be tolerated any longer.
0: Now, you know, that was her basically declaring war on this shit. And then very soon after that, she ended up having a so-called stroke or heart attack or, you know how they do us. Because you saw in that clip I showed you previously, that was her after the stroke. Now look at Betty Shabazz's face. Betty Shabazz is like, girl, now you know. And you see how Betty ended up, they had a grandson allegedly setting fire to her whole whole being. But let's just keep watching what these sacrificial lambs did.
10: principle must come before profit. A year ago I established the National Political Congress of Black Women's Entertainment Commission headed by Dion Warwick, Melba Moore, Terry Rossi of Billboard Magazine and Vaughn Alexander, our director. It had one primary goal, the task of examining and developing strategies and solutions for reshaping and maintaining positive images to preserve the dignity and the heritage of our youth. Instead of continuously exposing our youth to negative media that distorts their images of male-female relationships, that undermines the stability of our families, communities, and nation by encouraging violence, abuse, and sexism as acceptable behaviors and perpetuates the cycle of low self esteem of african-american youth thus images that degrade our dignity and are an insult to our children our families and communities concern us too and that includes all this gangster rap and misogynist lyrics music that glorifies and promotes violence with guns knives or drugs and denigrates and defames women And with the release of Snoop Doggy Dog's debut album, Doggy Style, (laughs) that includes artwork that is nothing but pornographic smut available to any child to go in and buy with the album and with a record. That has got to stop. You want to know why I'm on the warpath? When I saw this, I said, that's it.
0: No, I remember when Doggy Style. Y'all remember when Doggy Style came out, y'all? That album cover was, that whole. They came with a cartoon. Remember, it was a female dog, bitch. Basically, that's when the whole bitch era really got in. Ice Cube helped really bring that in with N.W.A., Eazy E., Dr. Dre, and then Snoop really brought it to our generation. Just like Indo Smoke and all that. We wasn't even thinking about smoking weed till the Chronic and all that shit came out. I mean, really, really used our West Coast power, vibration, energy, just to bring out the most horrific shit that we're still feeling the resonance of today.
10: We march again, and we're gonna keep on marching and demonstrating the truth. For 400 years, profit came before principle, as black women bore the brunt of slave masters degradation. But even through the middle passage, the peculiar institution of slavery, the spirit of black women and their families could not be broken. Today, however, through the lyrics of rappers who display no respect for women, no respect for families and little respect for themselves, the souls of our sisters are being destroyed and so too their progeny. All of us have watched as the industry have grown We have watched, not really knowing, not really understanding, not first realizing the damage that is inherent in what some thought were merely words. Now we see the direct and indirect effects. We see the rise in murders, in abuse, in batterings, teen prostitution and teen suicide. We hear the wailing mothers, the grieving sisters, the tormented brothers and fathers and children planning their own funerals with pink dresses and pink caskets. We feel their hopelessness and helplessness, and we embrace their pain. Yet in the midst of these tragedies, others still want to argue about the First Amendment right to freedom of speech, a freedom they have embraced to call African-American women hoes and bitches and sluts and even worse. As I see it, these are there are three things wrong with gangster rap and misogynist lyrics. It is obscene. It is obscene. It is obscene. In my view, in my view, it was never intended by the founding fathers of this nation that First Amendment rights were meant to protect obscenities. And if there were founding mothers, it would have been more explicit about what the First Amendment meant. <laughs> obscenity, wow, sure <laughs> obscenity has long been an exception, obscenity, and we have the Attorney General here, I believe it's right, obscenity has long been an exception to free speech. If the filth that is portrayed in these gangster rap videos in art is not obscene, then I submit that nothing is obscene. In 1992, the Canadian Supreme Court ruled that it was more important to ban speech that is dehumanizing to women than to protect free speech. African-American women have always been the protector and nurturers of their homes, their families, and their communities. We march for our rights to Selma. I was there with Dr. King. We're beaten with billy cubs and we're bitten with dogs unleashed by bull Connors. We will not tolerate in- injustice and insults from our worst enemies then, and we sure ain't gonna accept insults from our youth now.
0: All right, okay. Please. Please.
10: Although, although the MPCBW condemns the actions of those young people who produce such music, we also realize that we must provide other channels for them to use these multiple talents they have in a positive and wholesome way. (laughs) After After all, they are not the root causes of the complex socioeconomic forces that are manifested in such vile entertainment. Those problems were there long before many of them were born. Those problems must be addressed if the communities that produce those gangster rappers ought to survive and thrive. We know some of the problems, and now on behalf of NPCBW, I will offer up some solutions so that we can help turn this nation around and communities around. First of all, we must use all means possible to eradicate and ban the sale of illegal guns. We must remove guns from the hands of our children and our gangsters who are so proud of the power of the gun. That's number one. Number two, we must reinvent our educational system to include more vocational training to provide a successful transition between school and work for those who will not continue to go on to college. We must extend the school hours in the school year so that latchkey children teachers will be from their schools instead of from the street. We must provide educational opportunities for our prisoners so that they will be productive citizens when their tour of prison is over. I met with Senator Carol mosley Braun, and I was very pleased to amend what she was introducing to the Senate, not only educational opportunities, but training opportunities as well. And she has proposed mandated training for all prisoners in education. Now, we must provide— See, Dolores, now you don't have to do say everything you want to say this time. You'll get to talk Well, i just got one more page. when I finish? I wait a long time to come, and let me just finish it. Please. okay well if you can I only got one up, more okay. little page here, All right. uh, to provide community provide community outreaches so that our youth who have embraced the gangs as their only family will find refuge in community institutions neighborhood academies and educational programs convert our unused military bases into institutions of peace where men and women can be trained to become productive citizens who will contribute to the well-being of this nation, expand our nation's infrastructure where needed, and make this nation a powerful global force. I stand before you today with millions of my sisters to say that no one has the right to degrade, denigrate, dishonor, or disrespect African-American women. No one has the right to poison our children's minds and destroy our African cultural heritage. That is why the women of NPCBW and our supporters will demonstrate will go to jail again and again and again just as we did when we demonstrated at the Wiz in December and Sam Goody yesterday. No one and no industry will be allowed to continue this social and psychological genocide of the women and girls of this nation. Stand before you today with the spirits of Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, Fannie Lou Hamer and Mary McLeod Bethune to say this, we will defy any force that will disrespect us and our families and I apologize
0: Mary, Mary, my good friend and family. Damn. Woo. Mother, what's that cake? That that cake, baby. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but you see, by the time, okay, by the time that movie, the, the, the barbershop movie and all that came all, out, she, they had gave her a stroke. By the time she was looking like this, see, she didn't look like that right here. She looked like that. She didn't even look the fucking same. You see that? You see that? Look, she don't even look the same after that drizzle. They got her good. They got her fucking good. You see? See, they used what she was saying against us, and that's why we didn't go with it because it came off like they was attacking. Rap music, period. Because then it becomes, what exactly is gangster rap? And that could have been any goddamn whatever they say it is. You feel me? And that was the trick bag. And that's why we didn't really jump on the gun, jump too hardcore with C. Dolores Tucker at the time, because they was using her against us. Look, look, watch, see.
4: And your sons or daughters may have CDs or cassettes in their room right now that contain. Lyrics that promote rape, murder, racism, drug abuse, and violence against women and children. This is by a group, uh, a BMG group, uh,
10: German uh, German distributor. By a, it's a group called Too Short,
9: and the song is uh, "I Must Confess."
3: I can't sleep
10: However, there is no excuse for the continued proliferation of gangster porno rap, such as you've just
5: heard. I think that uh, nothing less is at stake than the-
0: Okay, they're full of shit because guess who played at the Juneteenth Festival this year, y'all, in the fucking L.A. at Lamert Park? Guess out of all the rappers in California that they could have picked They picked too short to come to the goddamn Juneteenth Festival this year. I still want to do a podcast about that. I was so embarrassed. It was so disgusting. He knew he was gross and he knew he shouldn't have been there because he, even when he, after he said all that dick lick pussy shit, he would be like, oh, I'm so sorry audience. Not you young ladies in the audience. He felt so stupid and whoever booked him, they should have shamed on them. They should have known better than a book too short for a Juneteenth festival. So it's funny 30 years ago, they was talking all this too short is the devil bullshit, but they literally had that nigga at representing black people at the Juneteenth festival. That's how I know these motherfuckers is full of shit. But anyways, that's why we didn't take her too serious. We thought she was a sellout coon at the time, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? But and, but she was right about every fucking thing that she was talking about at that time. I'm not going to play too many more of these, but I'm definitely going to play some more Cedar Dolores Tuck- Tucker. Watch this shit right here. Just watch.
5: At this point...
0: Look, she done had a stroke at this point, y'all.
5: I'm very pessimistic about it. We don't even know what dangers we face. We don't even know. And... When I ask you that question, I want to ask you again. What percentage would you say were HIV positive, a blood test being taken in that school, Prince George County? Um, What percentage of that high school class would you say was HIV positive? Take a wild stab. 20%. John Conyers told me 13%. And someone recently told me another percent, but it's 67 percent.
10: 67 percent of the high school in senior Prince George's County, senior C- class
5: positive.
10: That's in this wealthy, relatively wealthy African-American
5: community. 67 percent. That is stunning. That is a stunning statistic. But more than that, when I was in Atlanta, I swore in a a chapter, 100 women, Senator Stokes, a young woman that I got involved in. And I had Coretta come over and Martin, and the governor swore them in, and I asked the question, same thing, 10, 15. And um, uh, one of the teachers came to me after it was over, and she leaned over to me. She says, you know, I'm from Brady High School, and it's 72% there that's in Atlanta, and I bought in a chapter in Willingboro, Virginia, Willingboro, New Jersey, and a priest was there, and he said over here, 72%. We're gonna have the same condition that Africa has now. And I had someone write up that report, for, I had someone do a study for me, because when that young intern told me that, and he was one who wasn't even seeing his mother, and I had to get him back together, and I did. And she just died, he told me, and he buried her because he's on his way to becoming a millionaire down in Virginia with his father's people that were painting the White House, his <laughs> red room, the white room, back in the day. And he's down there and I went back home and I got him back with his family. He had to bury, she died. But he's the one that brought me that information. But when my dear friend John didn't know I said, John, you got to do something about it. I had a lady that worked for, um, she's a friend of mine, Republican. But when she told me she had helped David Satcher write the final report on AIDS, I said, I want you to do a study for me on this. And when she returned it to me, the figures were not there. Yeah. They they didn't want, you know, that known. Figures weren't there, that's what I wanted known. Because funds are now being sent to Africa. But all the medical talent that I've talked to, I said, what happens if we don't find any other cure? Uh, What's gonna happen? What's the number of years? These students, now that's Prince George County, how many years do they have to live? 15 to 20 years. If they're 17 now, they'll be 37 now, 20 years from now. Same thing going on in Africa. He's gonna be here, but we won't be here to tell it. Just like those folks there aren't there to tell how that got started.
0: Mm, mm, mm. And
5: that's genocide.
0: That part. What up, Positive Queen? What What up? up?
5: Obsolete. If you don't know computers, can't learn
0: anything now. Nah, see, she so was 100% she right about that shit. That. Genocide,
10: so
0: social, cultural. Atlanta has that the HIV them. capital of the and fucking they, country for a, black people right now.
5: My husband has a friend that's a um, uh, that's a um, uh, um, uh, a uh, friend that's a what a um, uh, uh, minister that goes around to the prisons. And he was up at Riker Prison, and he was told by the chaplain there, this was ten, five, six years ago, that they take 10,000, 5,000 men dead from AIDS every year. That was five years ago. Because they have a record of who has visitors who doesn't. But it's an AIDS family. And then when they release those men, they've already told them through the music, do a doggy style. And the fastest growing AIDS victims are who? Black women. So that's what troubles me. That's why I feel very saddened by what's gonna happen. And all of these DVDs will be playing and nobody will know. And they will say, Dr. King is a hoe, And they put it in the language of the kids because they know what a hoe is. And they know what, uh, what's the other word I said? Uh, The other word I said was, uh, get the what on?
0: Freak on. Uh, Freak on. Mm -hmm. They know those words.
5: Right.
0: So the message was to them. Woo, was she right or was she right? I'm going to Atlanta? Well, just don't drink the water, but 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 for real, don't drink the water. Like, don't drink the water for real. Don't drink it. Don't drink it. <laughs> Damn, she was one hundred percent right about that shit. Let's see. Well, I was just tripping off King Harris's teeth, madam. So Let's go on and play with this shit for
9: we got Now that he's 18, we can talk about him.
0: Shout out, Storm Monroe. I love Storm Monroe. I think the last thing I'm going to talk about is this little goofy shit right here. And then I got to go to bed because I got to go to work in the morning. But this dude, okay, everybody's going to goddamn Columbia and motherfucking, you know, going out the country. To go get these big ass veneers in their mouth. But they too big for their mouth. So we're we just going to conclude on this. Now this is funny as shit. Let's watch this.
9: Lord have mercy Jesus.
0: <laughs>
9: you know they say. That some kids have a face that only a mother could love. But I guess that mother ain't got a choice when you literally have her face. You know they say when you fuck it's called bumping uglies and it must have been some ugly love making when TI was TI and Tiny was conceiving this. I call him TI and tragedy cuz Tiny's face is just tragic.
0: He just was well, well, tragic.
9: Their relationship well. dynamic is tragic. TI's struggle dress is tragic. TI struggle beard is tragic. Them trying to convince us that they weren't giving them girls all kinds of perks and ecstasies is tragic, too. It's just one big tragic fest. T.I. trying to say big words and don't use them in the right context is tragic. That fucking podcast is tragic because he didn't want to keep up the work. The comedy is tragic. God damn! Jesus! What the fuck is going over there in that harris household this is king harris right all right first off don't name your child king every king gotta never met is bad as hell and i'm gonna just leave it at that um he then took his ass down there to columbia where everybody go to dr Marvel. but Victoria i just had- to get what they call a billion dollar smile right? And when you go down there to get them veneers, baby, they got the economy version, then they got the ones that the celebrities get, right? Your Rick Ross's Stormy Wellington, Tasha Kay, King Harris, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, right. They got they got two different versions, all right. And they even they even almost got me. Now, I was born with no bad tea. My team was actually, you know, pretty, pretty okay. I just, you know, want to get my 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 chip tooth fixed, you know what I'm saying? I ain't want to be looking like J. Cole for the rest of my life. And you know just want to close a, a gap from a tooth i had pulled, and i was about to i was about to fall into the trap of all the influencers and actors and entertainers and go get that billion dollar smile Is you know what they call it i put down my little deposit then decided not to go i went the braces route i think i did better because you know when it comes to the veneers baby th- th- i've only seen two results either it looked real good or real bad real bad dr mario montoya you know you need your ass beat But taking these niggas' money and putting veneers over plaque, gingivitis, all kind of periodontal disease, how y'all go down there to get some fake-ass teeth, but you won't even deal with all that bacteria swirling up into your gums? Quiet ass is kept, ladies. I know a lot of y'all keep catching infections from these niggas. And it don't even always be the dick, baby. A lot of times it be the mouth. Some of you, you'll be surprised. A lot of niggas don't floss. A lot of niggas don't go to the dentist. That plaque build up, that's, baby, it get it, it get up in you when you eat that cooch. Okay? I'm going to tell y'all niggas like Jocelyn told them hoes, all right? You got to get all in your teeth that down here because that plaque, it go to your brain and then you dead. Bitch, you dead. Oh, you dead. <laughs> Anyway, I don't think Ken Kang had all that plaque and, you know, he didn't have no black-ass guns. But what he did have was an over-younger bite. What he did have was a very unfortunate face. Now, who in the fuck told this little boy that this was a good idea? Was he purposely trying to look like Steve Harvey? Was he purposely trying to look like <laughs> this thing? Did he never want to close his mouth again? Does he like drooling on himself? I'm not understanding. Did he say, fuck it, I'm already ugly. Let me just go ahead and complete my Mr. Potato (laughs) Head. He wrong, he wrong. wrong. This looks a fucking mess. He puts veneers and you got an over yonder bite. All that money your parents got, because you ain't got no motherfucking money. All you got is a Playboy tattoo on your neck, as if you even know what a Playboy is You don't, if you don't get your bird chested at God, cat oh Jesus Lord it's just unfortunate because nobody loves nobody loves you. I'm convinced that you are just the one in the family that they probably going to sacrifice unto Moloch. Or the aluminum. They probably plan on sacrificing your ass, to be honest, because they ain't really gave a shit about you. You've been smoking weed since you was 14. I know you've been fucking on them little hoes around. I already know you've been. I would. I mean, I know. We know who your daddy and your mama is. They love fucking hoes. So I know you've been fucking on hoes, too, and you just got legal. You know, you're a fake-ass gangster. You know, you're going Waffle Houses, starting shit, and then when they take off that apron and really want to throw that, you will throw that. We see you know you 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 wasn't that bad in the fight, but you ain't really fought no fighter. You ain't really fought nobody that was gonna whoop your ass, Kane. But anyway, Kane. this ain't the teeth of a king, Kane. This wasn't smart, Kane. You should have took your papa's money or some of your mammy's money over there in them tight ass uh corsets that she can barely breathe in, singing with escape. Okay, and should have got your over yonder bite fixed. This looks horrible. Well, you go like you about ready to chew a clip clean off the kitty. What is wrong with you? Who told you this was a good idea? Then your mammy Get all on Instagram because she know we about to drag you And she goes, oh, they look good, baby. Don't worry about the haters. They look good And I said, well, damn, you know, that is her baby. Maybe she you know, she, she just she just some she just don't want to hurt his feelings. She you know, but then I said, wait a minute, this it, it, shit look at Tiny. I mean, Tiny's the same one that think them pit bull blue eyes look good on her and they don't. This is Tiny that put all them fillers in her face and kept shitting on kids. This tiny that got the tragic booty, booty implants or uh, uh, whatever the fuck that was in her ass looking crazy. So this is so you know, Tiny ain't really did all that well with plastic serving her own fucking self. So I just you know, it's just the blind leading the blind. Yeah, I better hope them fake ass eyes don't blind y'all neither. You know, on this fast track to glaucoma. Why the fuck would you pay for glaucoma? Why the fuck would you pay and never be able to close your mouth again? Your real teeth then shaved down. You just fuck. Y'all just. Y'all just. Fuck. Fuck. I guess you just said fuck. I'm just gonna complete the ugly look. Really? You think this look good? Can- kind. I want you to really convince me that this looks good. You can't even close your mouth pimp. They not even straight I thought the whole point was they were supposed to be straight. They're cr- oh god. Oh No walking around with fake-ass teeth and fake-ass drip, fake-ass accent, fake-ass hood, hood thug demeanor when you went to private school and graduated with a 4.0. This motherfucker's supposed to be in somebody's college. But instead, he want to run around the world, smoke weed, get tattoos, wear chokers, and pay somebody to shave his teeth and give him some Mr. teeth. Tragic. Your mammy and papi named you Kane, but they damn sure should have named you Jester Because that's what you've been moving, like. And you've been moving like that since you was about 12, 13 years old. You're on a highway to hell. Golly, slow down. I want you to explain who this for. I woulda, I woulda, I woulda got about this shirt. Sure who this for? Cause them teeth ain't for me, clearly. What's wrong with you niggas? I, now I know they speak Spanish in Colombia, but they they speak English too. Like, do y'all just not get them to fit your face? Do you do y'all not want small teeth? Does everybody want extra large? Or we treating teeth like rims? I don't understand. You paid them people thousands of dollars to botch yourself. And you was already botched by birth and genetics. We need to send your ass back to school and put you in special education. You, Ice Spice, and Sukiyana and Sexy Red. We're gonna put y'all all in special ed together. Sorry, y'all motherfuckers. Wild. 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 Uh, it's storm show. Ay, it's storm Storm show. Yeah, it's show, it's show.
3: I
0: just had to put that in here. That shit was funny to me. Sad slash funny. On that note, I'm going to get off of here. <laughs> Catch me outside. Yeah, all of these people. Erica Minna, her face could barely... What's up, killer, killer Ray? What up? What up? Yeah, all of these folks need to stop it. Like, stop with the fake teeth because it's just not a good look. They're too big. They're getting the teeth that's too big. For they mouth, you know. And you know what? This chick, I like this lady right here, Wayward is blog. Oh, the dark exploitation of the Joya Jackson. What? It
9: could be argued that everyone has a black sheep in the family. Oh my God! If you
0: don't think yours does,
9: then it's probably you. And this is still the case, even if you are the most famous family dynasty in the world of popular music, for a time period at least. If one name was uttered to any member of the Jackson family, the words, <sighs> what now, I got would evidently to follow.
0: Another day. That
9: name being Latoya. I cannot do this. To the middle me. sister got herself.
0: Can't. This is too interesting. I cannot. I, I, I got to do that another day. Weird shaped booties. Yeah, all that. They starting to look saggy now. Have you noticed most of the... Everybody I've seen these social media influencer chicks that got the booty shots and the implants 3 years ago all of them look like literally saggy diapers. Oh my god. And they're only they're not even 40. These bitches is like late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s. Maybe a baby or two. Wow. What are they going to be doing when they 50 like I just turned 50 like no, I ain't just turned. I'm about to be 51. Let me quit playing. But when I get up, it's hard for my ass to get up. I've done gain about 15. Let me see. 95, 95, 95. I done gained about 20, 25 pounds this year, and I hate it. So I'm going to be working on losing that. Not in this picture. In this picture, I'm about the same you know, size I usually am. But I done gained weight since this motherfucking picture. I done gained about 15, 20 pounds since that picture that's on my screen. And that's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But it all happened like menopause time and my husband and we having shit and then my teenage daughter. And it's just a bunch of shit. Working with these folks that tripping off me doing Black History Month shit. It was just all kinds of shit I was dealing with. But, you know, when I went to Costa Rica, I lost a few pounds. When me and the kids and Dino Volume 10 ran around this summer, you know, I, I lost a few pounds. But, I, you know, I've been eating damn good, too. But I'm going to work on it. I'm going to do what they call intermittent fasting. So I want y'all to check. Am I back with him, Killary? I don't really know. Yeah, we're we're emotionally together. We're spiritually together. Physically, we still in separate cities. You know what I mean? Um, I think we both are trying to move back to L.A. I'm not really trying to move back to L.A. at this point, but I think he is. You know what I mean? He's got his Children out there—they're not little children; they're adult children, but they're still his children, you know. And you know, he feels more like—you know—if we're physically out there, we'll maybe get booked for more shows. Because we don't get booked for shit. Like people act like just because we live in Vegas, we can't be booked for nothing. That's some bullshit. But really, it's real dog eat dog in LA, you know. Thank you, Killary. The love is there. We spend time together. He was here last weekend. I had a good time, you know. We we had a good time, you know. My mother and my daughter didn't appreciate that shit, but I, I enjoyed it, and, uh, and he went back home, you know. What I'm saying like, okay, love you, okay, bye. I like that because when he's here, it's a very big distraction. Uh, he's a distract. He's like my big old cuddly bear, you know what I mean? And I get distracted. I don't get to be handling my business too much like I need to, et cetera. And just like, so when I go visit him, it's just fun. Like I go enjoy him and, and then I leave and come back home. I like that. Return to LA if I can. Why you say that, Killary? Why do you say that? Why do you say that for? Your relationships are rough sometimes, especially, yeah, around my gut. No, I didn't really super get around the gut. My boobs got huge and my hips got huge and my butt. I it, My husband loves it. He loves it. I just don't like it because I just bought a whole bunch of clothes that I can't fit. And that's bullshit. So I'm about to be losing weight so I can wear my clothes that I just bought. But for real, why you say return to LA if I can? Why you say that? You know, writer's strike, acting strike, a lot of stuff you get. You don't have to live in LA. Plus, I have sons that are becoming teenagers. And I don't know. I don't know if I want my sons in like the LA thing, the California thing. I don't know about that. I got to pray on that. I got to study, meditate, you know, figure that out. But um, I hope you enjoyed tonight. I hope we need real people. <laughs> that's so cool. That's cool, Killary. Um, you need to come visit Vegas. Come to Las Vegas. But um, I'm going to get out of here because I got to get up at like 530 because that's when my day starts. And then I got to stand on my feet teaching middle school children all day. So I'm going to get off of this thing. My brother was supposed to come on here. I don't know what happened. He was going to talk about black men in 2023 and examination, but he didn't end up showing up. So I'm going to see if I can change the title. I might not be able to. I don't know. I'm going to try. If not, it is what it is. I waited for my brother. I mean, actually, I got late. I was late a little bit, like six minutes late oh lord all right well anyways killerine you're so cool you're around yay i hope more people watch it thank you all um i guess i should put these banners up real quick all rights reserved this video is for educational and informational purpose based on the copyright act of 1976. the opinions expressed on this show don't necessarily reflect all the views of me. I had Cynthia G. Thank you, Cynthia G. For her input, and Storm Monroe and C Dolores Tucker, who I really have grown to appreciate. Um, if you like to donate, I don't. I feel weird asking, you know, for that uh, plate. You know, the, what they call it, electronic plate, electric plate. But I'm not gonna front. Like, uh, sister is struggling. I had to pay my whole daughter's whole tuition. My damn self, and I'm broke till I get paid again. Tomiko Show TV, dollar sign, dollar sign Tameko Show TV, if you feel inclined. I really love when you guys do donate because it does go toward stuff that I do, like my classroom shit or when I buy stuff from my, my little studio. It goes to actual stuff I do for my podcast. I pay for my StreamYard fee, which is $25 a month. You know, I pay for this shit, so it ain't like it's free or not. I I don't do it for the money. I really enjoy doing this stuff. I didn't show my face today because I didn't feel like slapping on a wig or doing it. I didn't feel like doing that. So, that's it. I hope you guys have a great evening. Let me see what y'all saying. What you saying? Can't donate right now, but I don't hesitate to (laughs) ask. It's so cool. I really feel weird, but I do it anyway. You never know who can. And thank you Killary. I really thank you. I real when are you coming on again? You know what? I wasn't even going to do it tonight, which is terrible. I haven't gotten on since I came back from Costa Rica till tonight. So I might do it. I might do it like Sunday, Wednesdays, let me see. It might be Friday, Saturday, Sundays and Wednesdays. I might do it like that. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesdays you know, that might be the times I do it. And then I'll be trying to push people toward looking at my, all my other shit. I've done, done a gang of interviews and a gang of podcasts and I'd be helping people just kind of watch those shit. I said two years ago is just starting to pop off. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're not that old, but I'm just saying there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff I have on my channel that people should explore. I've done some great interviews. with a, I did like a gang of interviews. Like That's what I'm saying. If my husband was here, he, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be asleep right now, and I don't want to be asleep right now. I'm actually, after I get up here, I'm going to be up probably another hour because I'm about to smoke. Psych. Yes, I am. And then I'm about to watch this LaToya Jackson thing to see if I'm going to do a thing on LaToya. Michael Jackson's birthday is coming up. So, you know, I have to do something on Michael Jackson's birthday, y'all. No hurricane. Exactly. That's some bullshit, you know. But you know what? Did it, it, But I, it was raining. It was raining all tonight. And we still have a um, storm watch thing popping off. Like, it was raining. But it wasn't like hurricane. I told my daughter. I was like, ain't no hurricane coming to no Las Vegas. That ain't happening. That definitely not happening in LA. Now, y'all had an earthquake. Did you feel that earthquake today? I, I'd like to get some feedback about the earthquake. But um, Michael Jackson's birthday, all my witchy poos, my wizards, my Wiccans, my everybody's, y'all best come on here because we're going to be trying to tap in with Michael Jackson on August 25th and see what pops off. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. His Jafar. Yeah. You know, his his nephew looks very much like him, too. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. And I hope that they really share. You know, Jermaine and Michael had a very interesting relationship as it was. So for Jermaine to be executive producing this shit is going to be crazy. It was like a joke. How long did it last? Yeah, I just saw that 5.0. How long did it last? Was it like a short, like just a shake? Like, what was that? Or was it like, oh, my God. Because the last earthquake I was in in California was in 94. And that shit was, was it 94? Was it 92? I can't remember if it was 92 or 94. That shit was crazy. Yeah, I can't wait to see that Michael Jackson movie with Jafar. I mean, I love that it's a family member, number one. And number two, that he looks so much like Michael. Like, he looks like Michael if Michael wouldn't have just got all that shit done to his face. You know what I mean? But much love to Michael and the whole Jackson family. I, I love and respect the Jackson family a lot. I did tell y'all I had dinner with Mrs. Jackson before, right? I tell y'all my whole damn life story on this motherfucker. But um, anyway, I got to go. I really do. So let me get it on. All right. So it'll be definitely, it'll be Wednesdays, hopefully, interviews. 10 seconds. That's a long time. That's a long, that's a long earthquake. That's a long earthquake. But let's see, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. But you know, I've been working over at this radio station now, so that's going to be interesting to see how I do it. But you guys give me life. You really do. So yeah, I love the Jacksons. I really do. Um, They've been a part of our DNA our whole life. Yeah, I had dinner with Mrs. Jackson, but I met all of the Jacksons. I've met Janet and Jackie and... Did I meet Tito? I met Jermaine. I met Marlon. Oh my God, Marlon is the one, okay? Marlon, like he old now and shit, but Marlon is the one. You heard me? Yes. And I really love the fact that Marlon never... From what I hear, he ain't—he never cheated on his wife. He still stayed with the same wife since the '70s, you know. I love Marlon. Tito—I never really heard too much shit about Tito either. Jackie was a hoe. Jermaine was a hoe. Randy was a hoe. Janet just was out there doing too much. Latoya was the black sheep, so called. And Rebe seemed to live a simple, cool little, cool little life too after she did Centipede. You know what I mean? Sent to peace. And she was like, that's it. I'm done. But um, I can't really speak bad about the Jacksons. I love the Jacksons. Mrs. Jackson's so sweet. Yeah, well, I'll tell you that story. I've told that story on other podcasts, but I'll tell you that story on Michael Jackson's birthday. I'm damn for sure doing one. Michael Jackson's birthday is Friday. Yeah, I got to rewatch that. It's been a long time, Killary, that I've seen Diane Sawyer in that special you know, and, and come to when you look back on old Oprah Winfrey shit, she really was pulling shade on Michael. She was kind of, she was level key shady to Michael. You know what I'm saying? And Michael wasn't no punk or no sucker. He was very kind, though. Very kind person. Now, I never talked to Michael, but I have been in his space when he was doing like one of the Pepsi commercials back in the day. What year was that? Might have been 86, 87 when we lived downtown. Um, Michael was there. He was wearing all white, and I was in his vicinity. That's about the closest I ever got to Michael. And then I went to Michael's concert. I won some free tickets to a Michael Jackson concert. Um, I, yeah, people thought I was Kidada Jones. It's funny, Kidada Jones people actually gave me the tickets to see Michael. And Michael hurt his throat or some shit. And this, I got the tickets in like '88, '89 but i don't think i went to the concert till like 90 91 or something it was weird but anyway i'm still talking oh my god michael seemed like a sweetheart that nigga was sexy as fuck all of them had this strong sexual energy they really did they they had a very strong um they had built their chi okay they were dancers so they had a strong like sexual energy like if you look at some old footage of like the Jacksons when, like, they were Jackson. Not when they was the Jackson 5, wearing that old psychedelic shit. No, the Jacksons. Go see that um, tour. The um, What was that tour when they was doing? Can you feel it? Dun, dun, can you feel it? If you could find any footage from them from, like, 78, 79, 80, they were hot. They were some hot little hotness. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, he was sexier before. Now, I was a little kid and I remember that off the wall album cover, and I was thinking he was hot then. That nigga was hot. He was like 19. I was like five. Okay. Woo. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> no, let me see. He was 458. He's 14 years older than me. Michael Jackson is 14 years older than me. So I used to, but I ain't going to lie, when I was like 12. I used to draw these little cartoon thing, you know, like co- co- comic strips. And I used to dream that Michael Jackson, who was 25 at the time, would hope his uh, car, you know, his limo would like have a flat, you know what I'm saying? And he had to come to my house or something like that. But then that would make him a nasty man. He can't be a nasty man. They all have, do have something like that, like elder bars, oh my God, elder, mm. Who? they were sugary but Elle wasn't sugary. L was not sugary. Like I've been around the bars. I used to sneak onto the Arsenio Hall show, green green, uh, green room all the time after school when I went to Hollywood High and I used to sneak onto the Arsenio Hall show and eat the snacks and see all the celebrities and shit. I did when I was like 16, 17, 15, 16, 17, I did that shit. And then sometimes I bring other home girls with me to sneak on the set with me on Paramount Studios. I'm, I'm not kidding the security knew me because I had auditioned to be on this TV show called Amen when I was 16 and I got, I was me, it it was 200 kids or something and it got down to me and this girl named Tasha Scott. Now Tasha Scott ended up being the little sister to Lorenz Tate on this TV show called South Central. And I was on South Central too. I actually played Tasha Scott's best friend on an episode with, um, with Lorenz Tate and um oh my God, what's the girl? She she I don't wanna call her a smoker, but she was a smoker. What's her name? She was so pretty. Um, oh my God, what is her name? BB Moore Campbell is her mom. Maya Campbell, Maya Campbell was on there as Lorenz Tate's girlfriend, and I was on there. And I should have really more so pursued that shit, but I was trying to finish get my degree. So I went to finish college. I didn't. I didn't do my acting shit as much right then. Tracy Spencer. Oh my god. Oh my god. Really? Do you know where that footage is? I would love to see that. Now I have seen Tracy Spencer. We was at a. We were at the same um pool, like party in um Malibu many years ago in the late nineties. I was like, that's Tracy Spencer. You're like a motherfucker. I'm in. I'm in the company of Tracy Spencer. Spencer. Although, I will tell you, I didn't necessarily respect Tracy Spencer like I should have back when she was out. Because I thought that song was corny as fuck. This house is our house. Do it for the people. People love the world today. Anyway, I know the whole song, though, don't I? But I love me some And But I I grew to love. What was that dance show? Some Hollywood High kids were dancing on there, too. Not Top of the Pops, because we was on Top of the Pops. Um Hollywood High Kids. We were on—I don't know. I was on top of the pops, Instagram. I don't know. I don't know what I haven't tapped into, no, but I'm tapped into none of that in a long ass time. Look, I am. St- you see them trick me, man. I'm gonna have to roll a joint right now if I'm gonna stay on here, man. I'm not playing with y'all. If I'm gonna be staying up and shit. I'm a man. I need to get off of here. I gotta go to work in the morning. This is terrible. But anyway. I hope you go and rewind this. It's almost two hours. I'm not trying to be on here for that much longer, guys, because I really need to smoke. Uh, you know, watch my show. Tender kisses. Yep. Good tomorrow, funny day. Um yeah, yeah. right, let me stop. But um, <laughs> yeah, Stacey saw was dope too. You know, all those little 80s girls were so sweet. We love the sweetness of both. Remember Shonies? I love your smile. We love that shit. Now they all thought it out and it's just terrible. But anyway, I got to go. Got to go. You know what? One last thing. I'm going to try to get my friend Greg to come on my show. Greg, he was a part of this group called Switch in the 70s. He was in the show in the Switch with El um, DeBarge's brother, Bobby. He was good friends with Bobby DeBarge. He used to tell me all these stories about Bobby. Bobby Barge, and um, I would love for Greg to come on my show, so I need to try to reach out to Greg, see if he'll come on my show. I hit up a gang of people. A gang of people said they'd come on my show, but since I don't have 50,000 followers, you know, 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love that song. She was a sweetie. I'm glad Shanice and Tracy Spencer caught up with each other. I know they hadn't seen each other in a while. I had seen Shanice sing at, um, B.B. B- 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 Kings up at Universal Studios and she was amazing. She's amazing. That was like probably 10 years ago now. Shit, more than that. That was before I had my boys. So I had to be like 16 years ago, 15, 16 years ago. Shanice is amazing. Tracy Spencer is still beautiful. They're all still gorgeous because they were good girls. They didn't get all into drugs and stuff. Like They had their stresses. You know, L El, well, shit, if I'm 50, El got to be like early 60s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's still beautiful. He's still a beautiful man. El DeBarge has the sweetest heart. He has a good heart. Yeah, a very good heart. Bunny DeBarge, too. I love The whole DeBarge family is like a highly respected, anointed family. You know, it's just sad that the devil worked hard on them. You know, they were beautiful people and they could sing and, you know, they're very talented. And their mother's an ordained minister. When I used to live in Chicago, all I would hear about is Ederlene DeBarge, Ederlene DeBarge, you know, and her kids and stuff. Cause she would go around preaching, you know? And so they were respected. They were like pre-K, PK, they call them preacher kids, you know? But anyway, here I'm still talking. You know what? When I do the thing on Michael Jackson, because I'm definitely doing a thing on Michael Jackson on his birthday, which is Friday. I'm a true Michael Jackson head. No, I don't have pictures from when I had dinner with Mrs. Jackson. They didn't allow us to take pictures at their house. Of course, this is before iPhones and all that shit. You know, I would have definitely brought an iPhone. Yeah, he is still fine. Oh my God, he is still fine. Um, pretty much, if you don't do dope and drink, you, you will look good. Yeah, I want to see that. I must can see it on YouTube. I'm going to see it. And I'm going to play that on the show. I'm going to play the Elder Bar, Stacey Ladis, Stace. <laughs> Tracy Spencer, Shanice thing on Michael Jackson's birthday. It's going to be all about Michael Jackson. I know they're not going to let me play a bunch of his music or no shit because they haters. They hater ass haters, but we still going to do what we do. So all my witchy poos come on out on my weekends, on my wizards, on my, um, uh, pagans, all my good energy people. You know, I'm a magicians, all my spell workers. Come on through. Isn't one debarge member in jail? Uh, you know what? It might be Chico again. Chico always getting arrested. Sucks. I love Chico. Now that's the one I had the crush on. What up, Third Eye Siren Supreme? Chico is the one, okay? yeah give me baby have y'all heard chico's album? he had an album that came out in the late 80s when he had the ugly ass jerry curl which he didn't need and then he came out when he was bald-headed after he spent like six to eight years in prison remember they tried to bring cocaine from california to michigan i don't know why they thought they could do that i don't know but they all got busted but chico took the rap he took the fucking charge for all his brothers and shit you know what up I'm about to click off now. Shoot. Man, y'all always be having me on here for extra time and shit. But I really got to go to work. I really hope we don't have to go to work. It would be dope if we had Storm and we didn't have to go to work. Then I'll do a podcast. Absa Smurfly. I'll do a podcast for real. If we don't have to go to school tomorrow. But if I got to go to school, I got to get at least five hours of sleep. At least. So I'll see y'all. Yeah, you late third eye rewind select the we re- you know yeah you may not like what this this whole topic was about today it was all about brother stepping the game up basically and about how hip hop you know kind of brought our whole status down as people you love Shalamar oh my God me too Shalamar man we are gonna have to probably do some of that good fun stuff on Michael Jackson's birthday too. Uh, maybe my boy Alan AJ, AJ one, the one I interviewed. If y'all watched that interview, his mama was one of the main original Soul Train dancers, and she was on there for like 10, 15 years or something like that. And she he's got stories for show. Because Dick Griffey who used to, you know, kind of run the Soul Train situation situation, he was not a good, he wasn't a cool man. I met Mr. Griffey a bunch of times because my ex boyfriend Ronnie used to work at Solar Records. He was the engineer at Solar Records. And Solar Records, just so y'all know, ended up becoming Yab Yum because my ex, Ronnie, was the one that walked Babyface and Tracy Edmonds around. But then Death Row, that's where the original Death Row Records was on the third floor. There used to be blood on the mirrors in the studio, y'all. Yeah, because they used to be, man, I can't even talk about that on this episode. We'll talk about that on another episode. Yeah, I we not realize I got stories and shit. But we had when Ronnie used to work up there when they was switching solar and had the third floor beat Death Row Records. That's when Easy E was involved and they tied Easy E up in that studio and the whole bit. Yeah, you know, they tied up everybody in that studio and it made them sign over that shit to Dr. Dre. And then Dr. Dre got that shit snatched from him from Shig Knight. But that's a story for another day. Man, I heard man, I heard stories and shit back then. It's crazy. Anyways, we'll talk again. What'd you say, Killary? Hold on. I used to think the dancers were prostitutes. You know what, Killary? If you watched the Soul Train from the 80s, that's when they started changing. When they looked all like they was from Rick James' Super Freak video, which a lot of them weren't, especially that Asian chick with the long hair and that some of the men were pimps. That's not how it was, but that's, you know, I wouldn't doubt that some of that shit was popping off I've been on Soul Train, too. I've been on Soul Train a few times. Um, One time, my cousin, Lil Pat, shout out Patricia Gilbert, Chicago. She used to dance, backup dance for a bunch of different artists. And she was up there with, um, oh, my God, what is his name? Oh, God, I can't think of his name. Anyway, he's from Chicago, too. I forget his name. He's a singer, famous singer. He did that song with Left Eye. Ooh, say what, say what, say what? Ooh, girl, you know what's up? Wasn't that anyway, his name wasn't that. He was performing on Soul Train and my cousin was performing with him. And so they brought me I came with them to Soul Train and that's where I met Eric Benet with his fine ass. And he gave me his phone number and he did call me. Okay. I mean I got hit. I gave him him my phone number. He called me and we was gonna go on a date. But you know, I'm a Virgo and we can be petty. So when we was talking, yes, me, Eric Benet, we was talking on the phone. Yes, before he got with motherfucking Halle Berry. Anyway, he was hollering, and, yeah, Dr. Dre is a whack-ass nigga. But that's another story for another day. And, um, yeah, you know why me and Eric Benet didn't go on a date? Because he likes go-go music. Because he said, even though he's from Milwaukee, yeah, the nigga from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes, he is. Um, he was into go-go. And so when he was like talking about going to go do some go-go shit, I was like, uh, no, I won't be going to no go-go club. I do not like go-go like that. Yeah. And then he started doing the shit over the phone. I was like, that's some bullshit. I don't like go-go like that. And that's why we didn't go on a date. It's true. I did not go on a date with Eric Bonet. I was like, oh my God, this is okay. I was so petty back then. <laughs> I was so petty. That's why my daughter be looking at me crazy, tolerating the bullshit that I tolerate from the people I be with now. Because I would stop dating a dude if he didn't take out my trash, if he didn't bring a drink when I like if I said, come over for dinner, if he didn't bring some juice, I didn't date his ass no more. Like I didn't, I was really strict back then. Because I was spoiled because I didn't give a shit about dating. Like, I just like my company so much. I just didn't give a shit about any of that. So it was like, if you want to date me, you really got to be like bringing something. Like basic, like basic shit. That's basic. You come to somebody's house for dinner, you bring something. Everybody knows that. Yes, Eric Benet with his sexy fine ass. Yeah. You can pull any man because you are oh aw, you sweet for that, Third Eye size Supreme. Now, look, you see me outside of this picture, okay? (laughs) I don't think I'm ugly, but I'm not going to put all that on it. But you know what? I will say I got my own unique look. And whoever rolls with it, rolls with it. Thank you, Third Eye size Supreme. Now, personality, I definitely have worked on. I've tried to work on that because I did actually think I was ugly for a long time. So, I'm kind of focused on personality. Hopefully, you know, I'm still, you know what? Let me go on and just roll something. Y'all just ain't gonna let me go to bed. This is some bullshit. Hold
6: up. Hold up. Damn it. This is terrible. I'm gonna
0: be all sleepy tomorrow. This is horrible. Yeah, I was super petty, though. I was not petty. Some people say petty. I had standards, but then my standards was like extra and shit. You know, I was extra. I, I just didn't give a shit because I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of friends. So not I'm not trying to be funny when I'm saying friends. I'm just, I'm serious. I just, I just didn't lack company, so I wasn't really tripping, so. It was like, you want some 101 or any of that shit? And then, so my homie tried to be like play me. Rays, you know, when I had my homeboy Rays on here. we try to be like play me like as if I was loose with my legs. No, I wasn't. I hung out with friends. You know, I might have kissed a nigga here and there. You know, second base maybe, but. I didn't really do know a bunch of stuff with people, you know. Thank you, Killary. Very cool. Very cool. That's very thoughtful. See, now y'all got me up and shit. This is terrible. Killary, you was petty. <laughs> what was you petty about? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I just... And you know what? So now... I've tolerated a lot more than I should have. But love makes you do that too. Like when you be in love, you be like, is this normal? No, this shit ain't normal. Why am I tolerating this shit? You be tolerating shit you know you ain't supposed to tolerate. Cause you be trying to be with them and stuff. With you and my man. Well, you know what? We had a great time this past weekend. We had like a three-day one two, he came Thursday. Left Sunday, Monday, some Monday. He came to visit the house. This is his first time back to the house in September. My mother was not feeling it, so she stayed gone. My daughter wasn't feeling it, but she was gone with her friends a lot. But my boys, were there, they don't give a shit. He was in my room, you know, and we rented a room too. We got like a hotel room too. That was fun. It's fun to date your husband and wife or whatever. You know, it's fun. I know he be missing me. I be missing him too sometimes. But most of the time I'm busy. And I be telling him he need to get more busy. You know, and I know it's like, well, why can't y'all just live together? Well, because, (laughs) because. Circumstances, you know. You was wild back in the day, but not for perma- Exactly. Like, I was the party girl. I love going to parties and clubs and shit. I didn't get drunk. I didn't even drink alcohol. Like, nah. I tried drinking. I thought the shit was nasty. I'm like, why do people drink this? <laughs> I didn't start drinking until I was 40. And I started watching Frasier. You you know, Frazier, the TV show with the white dude, psychiatrist. And I noticed he always had a glass of sherry every episode, every single episode of Frazier. That nigga drank a glass of sherry. So after I started, um, after I stopped breastfeeding everybody, (laughs) I tried sherry. I tried some sherry while I was going through grad school. Just to help relax my nerves, because I was helping rear six children. I was raising six children and grad school, right? And breastfeeding and all that. They had two toddlers at one time. It was crazy. But anyway, a little glass of sherry was kind of nice here and there. You know what I mean? So that was, was about as deep as that until I moved to Las Vegas. Have y'all ever been to Las Vegas? If you've ever been to Las Vegas, let me know in the in the comments. Let me know. Cause when I got here, I started drinking vodka, like (laughs) I started drinking vodka. I was having a rough time of it, you know, when I got here. So, you know, vodka and it helped me out. But then I was, I didn't like that. I didn't like drinking, Um, but I did. It helped my nerves, you know, But then I was like, I don't want to become, you know, addicted to things. I don't like addictions. So I stopped fucking with it. But then I started smoking weed again. I had stopped smoking weed for a while. You know, off and on since endo smoke, let's quit playing here. This is 93. Okay. But you got to take breaks. You can't just smoke all the time. You got to take breaks. You got to do that. So I'd go years without smoking weed, especially, of course, when I was pregnant and breastfeeding, I didn't drink or smoke anything i didn't drink coffee (laughs) i didn't take aspirin or nothing i don't play around with the babies but um yeah it's not a good i was too vain like i i always felt like alcohol fucks with your looks so that's why i didn't drink i was like i don't want shit fucking up my looks i don't want to look older yeah i didn't have six children um my ex his he, he had three children when I got with him, and then I had my one, and then we had two together. So that's the six. Went to the Floyd Mayweather fight, Marcus Madana in 2014. And what happened? What happened? Is he overrated? Why did I move to Vegas? (laughs) My mother is here. My mother was in Vegas. My brother is in Vegas. And I wanted to get away from my my ex. I wanted to get away from him and his children. Yeah, I didn't like his kids anymore. And I didn't like him. So I was like, why am I here? What the fuck am I? I don't even like them. And he sabotaged my music. I'm out of here. Of course he did. That's why I didn't ask. I should have, of course, Mayweather won. Uh, I wanted to get away from my ex. (laughs) Yeah, um, it was a few. It was a bunch of shit. It was like his mama had an accident, and then they was trying to blame me for that shit. When I actually saved her fucking life, like I, I'm the one that called the ambulance and had them break down her door and all that. It's a long story. Then, you know, his middle daughter, she was always a bitch from day one. She didn't like me. She didn't want me to be her stepmother, whatever the fuck. Then, I love the oldest daughter. She's cool. The boy, he was okay, but he started acting like the dad. See, the dad was talking shit about me behind my back to the kids. So then, that would make them not really be respectful like they should. The oldest one, she was always cool. But then, my daughter was being influenced by the middle kid. So, to this day, even me and my daughter still have challenges sometimes. We get along for the most part, but she get on my nerves. She really does. And then um the boys, two boys, the youngest, they're cool. They're they're like my best friends. They're they're like hella cool. I like these cats, these little young men. But um we get along. I had to fuss a lot today though cuz I was repeating myself a lot and I didn't feel like doing anything today except my lesson plan. But uh um, at the MGM, yeah, I you know, I've been to all these hotels. I've I drove Uber. I used to do this thing called um, Uber Chronicles. Yeah, you know, but then me and my brother didn't talk for a bit, a little, not that long, but like a year or two or three. Because he was rude to my husband unnecessarily. You know what I mean? He was like, I don't need any new friends. Because my husband came like open arms, like, hey, family, what up? My brother was rude to him, but then he was nice to him, but then he was rude to him. It was weird my mother, she was okay with him, but then she didn't really give him a chance either. And then, yeah, I don't know. He was, I don't know. Then my daughter, he and my daughter didn't get along from, well, he was trying, but she was rude to me in front of him. And he just was like, oh, no, she's too, she's like, can't do that. As every adult who was in my world used to tell her, she was rude to me. She was mad because she didn't want to leave Louisiana. She was mad because we left the family. So she was mad at me for a long time. Then I started dating and she was not ready for that at all. She's like, you were just with dad. And I was like, well, that shit was over. So kids don't understand that. So I understand why she was mad. And plus she was just hormonal and teenagery, And she's a little bit of a spoiled person. She's spoiled. She's a little brat. She is
3: made her
0: that way I don't know she's a cool kid too though i like her a lot she's she's a very cool cool kid and she's a very beautiful very beautiful girl why do you think your mom didn't like him he don't have no money <laughs> he's got the title but not the money that's like being with the king but no no money The record industry really did a doozy on this, on him. And and I would say he needs to get a lawyer. And like, I think the labels owe him money too, you know? And then uh, he had a reputation for being on drugs back in the day and stuff. But I don't hold none of that against him. You know what I mean? Because he's not on drugs now. I'm proud of him for cleaning himself up. He always tries his best to be better. He's always wanting to be better do better, be a better person. Um, It gets to, yeah, you know, it does get too hot, but you get used to it. It's hard to say that, but it's true. You do get used to it. Um, I like him because um, I can see that he really is trying to be better, just be a better person, at least in my presence, you know? But I still don't want to live with him right now. I love having my own. Maybe if it's a really big house and I'm not always required to be uh in the same, I won't say it like that, because I enjoy being in his company. We have a good time together, but it's me. I don't have a discipline. Like I don't I don't know. I don't have a discipline to like just really take care of me as much as I should when I'm around him. When I'm around him, it'd be him. It'd be all about him him. him, him. him, 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 It's what he likes to watch. What he wants to listen to. What he wants to, you know. Because <laughs> he don't like the type of movies I like. But that's not true. That's not true. He'll pick a movie that we both like. I'll put it like that. But um, he don't like my kind of movies. Uh, I like his kind of movies. He thinks I don't, though, but I do. Listen, every man I've been with, they always take control of the remote. That's just how it is. They always do. I always end up watching The Flash or some DC or some Marvel shit I don't want to see, but I end up seeing it and then I like it. But would I watch that? No. You know what kind of shit I like? So look, I grew up really, my prime time was Hollywood. So I like, I like. I like Jewish humor. Like <laughs> I like, like uh, I like Arrested Development. You know that TV show on uh, on Netflix? That's probably one of my absolute favorite shows. His uh, setup was like, yeah, they all are. Like even they are standard. That's a standard contract. The standard contract is the TLC contract, and now you can negotiate more if you can. And I don't really know all the details of his contract, to be fair. Um, I just know that the way they pay these artists is terrible. Through the streaming, they don't they get what the, you know what the writers are complaining about? That's what's going on with the music people, too. My MJ shit is going to probably be, I would say, Friday night. I know I work, but I got to have energy for MJ. Did you know you didn't? And why do I know? Why did his voice come in my head when I saw that? See, the power. That has a name. That's called an, isn't that called an illusion? When he, 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 that's just, Michael, man, that's deep. Why do you think he didn't have black children? Why do you think he didn't even have mixed children? Why are his children not even his blood? Why do y'all think? Why do y'all think? You think he... Wasn't able to make children? Do you think he was just like um I don't know. Why do you think Michael didn't procreate his own babies? Anybody? Nobody answer come on, tell me something. Tell me something good. When it let me see. Okay, y'all not saying nothing. I need to go to bed. This is ridiculous. I really need to go to bed, y'all. So I'm going to go because I have to have energy. You know, I'm with kids all day. And I'm not no sit-down teacher. I sit down somewhat, but I'm not a sit-down teacher. I'm a, I'm a good walk-around, be all in your plate on your face. <laughs> not your plate, your paper, you know. I'll be in your face. Making sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I would love to know why he chose to do it like that. But, anyways, not that it super matters because, you know, my stepfather was the best father anybody. He was amazing. I mean, he wasn't probably a good husband per se, but he was a good daddy to me. <laughs> but if not, when probably Wednesday? Unless something really big happens, and I might pop on tomorrow, but mostly I've been editing and cutting up these shorts and making them into little edits and trying to put shit on the. You know, I'm on I'm on Spotify. If you ever want to just, I put video also on Spotify, and it's all iHeartRadio and iTunes and Apple Music and Apple Podcasts and Amazon. Blanket is his. Blanket is not his. He is not, I, this, none of them babies is his. None of them. Was he breeding them for a reason or something? You know, you never know. These people, it ain't really our business. That's that's us knowing too much about these people. You know, like remember when we didn't really know shit about none of these people till after they was dead, and then You know, now we just know too much. We just know too much. We know too much about these people. And it shouldn't matter if we really like their art. That's what we, just like Chris Brown. Like, people still trying to be mad at Chris Brown. That shit happened like damn near 20 years ago, you know? With Rihanna, you know, she done messed with him, broke up with him, messed with him some more, broke with him. Okay, I'll go to bed. Jeez. No, I'm not going to bed, but I'm, I'm going to get off here, though. <laughs> All right, have a good night. I'll see y'all Wednesday, maybe, definitely on Michael Jackson's birthday. Get y'all stages. All just alright peace.